1: Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Phase Zero, comicbook.com's very own Marvel show by Marvel fans for Marvel fans, where we get into the nitty gritty of everything that you know and love and expand it even more to make you a smarter, better Marvel fan. I'm Jim Viscardi. Those of you who listen to the show know That this is a big triumph right now Brandon Davis is out, gone Kicked him (laughs) off the show And said, this is my show now I'm tired of the slander Uh, I'm taking over No, Brandon is on a much needed vacation That dude works uh, incredibly, incredibly hard And so uh, with me today I have Jenna Anderson and Charlie Ridgely Uh, Aaron Perrine should be joining us in, in a little bit But guys, are you ready to talk some Marvel stuff?
2: Absolutely. I'm half expecting this to be just a mostly Moon Knight show.
3: (laughs) I literally messaged Jim earlier. I was like, so are you just, is this going to be like 90% Moon Knight? Like there was a video of Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawk running, and I expected like like, 30 30 minutes of this show. minutes out of
2: that, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. Yes, I have the things that I like. I didn't even put that technically on the rundown today, but if we want to talk about Moon Knight for a little bit, let's talk about uh Marvel just released some solicits uh for August. We got the, some a first look at Moon Knight number 2. I know, comic book talk on this show. And <laughs> it's got look everyone here's the thing I'm the thing I'm excited for about Moon Knight. This show is the fur is probably the first of the Disney Plus shows to introduce a character that almost no one's heard of mm-hmm. and uh and like bring a ton of people and 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 here's the thing the moon knight is a character at its core uh is a is a pretty nuanced character right so you know he deals with multiple personality uh, uh disorder and um and and and, and, and like there there is there's a lot at play there that I'm very interested to see how Disney Plus and Marvel Studios handle, but at the same time, like, look, all the other arms of Marvel are getting getting ready for it, and so we're getting a new comic book series, which is uh, which is going to be great. We're going to get Moon Knight merch, which is going to make me go broke, uh, but I am here for right because, like, when It'll you're a Moon Knight- slowly
3: rolled out every Friday for the yep. course Here's of the two thing. months, when to you ship are
1: in October of next year, when you are a Moon Knight fan, you don't have to worry about like a lot of merchandise, right? Like to, mm-hmm. if you're watching on, if you're watching live on the show, we stream the show live every Friday, tw- uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, you you can see right behind me, you know, the Moon Knight merchandise is limited, right? Like <laughs> a figure comes out maybe once every couple of years. Uh, and, you know, Funko pops, you know, come out like he's only got a few, few looks. And so you can only do so much. So like for the, being a Moon Knight fan, you like your wallet is, is safe. But now that there's a Disney Plus show coming out, it is not safe, and well, you know, I'm just <laughs> going to be broke. So, uh, but anyway, like I said, the, these Moon Knight covers are being done by Steve McNiven, who is one of the best in the game. And good golly, Miss Molly, they look good. So you should definitely, if you're getting ready for Moon Knight, I would say that's a great place to to start. Uh, otherwise, if you are looking to get in get into Moon Knight, uh, you know, obviously. Uh, Warren Ellis's uh, run uh, is one that a lot of people look back to. I am very partial to the Vengeance of Moon Knight run. Uh, it's a it's a mix of um, kind of big superhero action and and deals with a lot of the stuff. The stuff Jeff Lemire did is great. There's a lot of great Moon Knight stuff out there. There's not a ton of it out there. We're gonna do a lot more Moon Knight stuff as we get closer to the show. So <laughs> don't
3: worry. Are there any specific Moon Knight runs that deal with Dracula? Since that's the <laughs> what everyone thinks is going to happen with Ethan Hawk.
1: Look, I, you know, I again, I I don't want to spend a ton of time like I don't want this to be a big Moon Knight episode because everyone's I'm like, just "Oh, just Jim we're Jim's Show, if we're let's talk about but I think uh no, I mean there is is there anything in particular with Dracula uh, with Dracula? Not really, like there's a a small arc here or there that that deals with him, but Moon Knight is a is a character that deals in the extraterrestrial, right? And so like he debuted in Uh, you know werewolf by night uh, 32 you know you know going after he technically showed up as a villain i guess uh but um he 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 does a lot of that stuff and you know with obviously with the egyptian god ethos of it like it it gets really weird really fast uh which which is what kind of makes it a lot of fun but but yeah no as far as like you know dracula and whatever (laughs) um it's a there's not much anyway moon night congratulations that we started the show with that uh, so uh this, this show probably structured a little different than, than we normally do you know we got we got a bit of news this week and so i kind of want to just take us take a minute to slow down usually we, we burn through the news because we have you know either shows to talk about or, or whatever uh, and we do have a show to talk about we are going to talk about Modoc uh in just a little bit uh, i want to Go, like I said, go through some of the uh, news. The uh, Spider-Man account trolled the internet, as it often does. Uh, it's one of those, uh, you know, the Spider-Man account is slowly, you know, reaching level of, like, Wendy status and, <laughs> and, and things like that, where it just, like, you know, uh, you know goes to, to troll. And so, obviously, we are all waiting for a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, and uh, we got the, the, the dad joke of all tweets where the the spider-man account retweeted a picture of uh a trailer with spider-man on it and said oh here you go how's this i feel like another big show
3: did that or big movie did that like recently like in the last year
1: mm-hmm. aaron's here
2: yeah there we
1: go welcome aaron um yeah I, I, honestly i think it was probably the spider-man one for uh, yeah. far from home way back when like, hey, i there think, some I of think they're
3: reusing like, yeah, jokes at this new, point, but that's fine. a shiny new trailer Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was an animated thing.
2: Oh, okay.
3: The sisters, they're dropping. Oh, 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 it was Face Jam. It was Face Jam. Oh, uh, Roadrunner yes, dropped a trailer on Wile E. Coyote. Yeah.
2: yeah. We're just all like resting on dad jokes at this point.
1: Yeah, basically. I think one of the things, too, is. Uh, one of the, the things that, that the internet notices, because the internet does not sleep and the internet does not miss uh, miss a thing, is that uh, a number of the international uh, Sony accounts and Spider-Man accounts all changed their banners to say Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. And so now we're all thinking, are we going to get a trailer soon? Are we going to get a first look? Are we going to get something? I mean, we got, we got some of that EW stuff. Uh, a little bit ago where we got some of those first photos and things like that a trailer may be around the corner
2: maybe. thoughts i doing don't think it's too like- early I think it'll be closer to Black Widow because it's it's the thing of like, if if you're going to go see one movie this summer, and ideally in Marvel and Sony's mind, it would be Black Widow, then like, we're just going to promote it while you're there. And then that way they can run the trailer like through every other summer movie that comes out. So I don't know, I could see us like getting a poster between now and then. But I feel like it's going to be a slow drip of information, even though as we've stated on the show before, we kind of know everything about this movie. Like we know so many people who are allegedly in this movie already. And yet we know nothing
1: yeah i think the the chat is mentioning that like we also have to get eternals first and yeah. so that they agree right like
3: it, it, all, it the- all depends on on if sony is making this decision or if marvel's making this decision. yeah correct you know because I, that's I can, the thing
1: too i'm uh, trying to remember when we got some of the spider-man ones if they were attached to the to big sony vehicles um because i could or, see
3: sony just putting something out before marvel even puts out eternal stuff because that's yeah. a very Sony esque thing to, to do.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: But the, so many of the big Sony movies in 2021, I guess big ish, have all been sold to Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like they have Peter Rabbit, which doesn't really feel like no, that's a not prime a time for no. a Spider Man trailer. Uh, Ghostbusters is until the fall, right? Yeah. yeah so it feels like everything is by
2: the fall because it's like Venom is in like September or October. So um,
3: Hotel Transylvania, yeah. Like that's there's not a there's not a tent pole Sony thing. Yeah. I mean, you have you, you have Fast Nine F Nine mm-hmm. whatever is the the biggest movie, yeah. and that's in a, a month from now. Yeah. So maybe, that's maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe it?
1: that's, maybe that's where we get it. Cause I would imagine if anything, we get Eternals with Black Widow, like that yeah. feels like it would make sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, so if but it's yeah, coordinated so with
3: Marvel, it might be a while, but if it's not, I think around F nine time could be the earliest that we see it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, there we go. Quick question for everyone. Let's pull the room. Let's, we'll bring up the, start uh, talking about the chat now uh, who has, who here has watched MODOK?
2: I've seen the first three show episodes. Hands. I watched them I've this seen the morning.
4: First Charlie. episode. Aaron, have you seen any of it yet? I haven't, but I've heard wonderful things from Adam okay. and everyone else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about uh, we'll talk a little bit about Hulu uh, not Hulu. We'll talk a little bit about uh, <laughs> Modoc. <laughs> and um, it's it's an interesting. This show comes at an interesting time, right? This show was announced with three other shows that we were supposed to get that all have all since been canceled. And
2: no. no, Hit Monkey Hit, is Hit still Monkey. happening.
1: Oh, Hit! That's right, Hit yeah. Monkey, the, the, the show that they announced and then we never heard from again. Yep. But
3: Kevin Smith's Howard the Duck does not exist anymore, yeah. and that's but, the biggest disappointment yeah. of them all.
1: Right. Yeah. And then I guess that that other the other one was New Mutants. not New Mutants, No, New it Warriors, was um, right?
2: Tiger and Dazzler. Oh, because yeah. they were, they were right. all animated.
1: Right. Uh,
3: the, um, right, 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 right. The
1: New Warriors was.
3: Was it still ABC Family or was it yeah, Freeform it was, at that point?
2: It was in that like weird window yeah. where they kind of were both, but yeah. Because then it was like, that was announced before Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, all yeah. the animated ones were supposed to like then combine in their own like Defender style crossover, which like obviously is not. Oh yeah, it was uh, uh, the Defenders. Yeah,
1: yeah, right, 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 I'll say, I'll say, yeah. So anyway, so like this is the one lone survivor uh, of uh, of it all, right? And it, and it comes at a time where look these more adult-ish driven uh animated style superhero shows are really starting to catch on uh you know with with Harley Quinn with Invincible uh you know now we've got Modoc um and you know it's obviously the most toned down of uh of the other two shows that we just talked about but it is, delightful in, in its own, in its own way. So it's, uh, it's done in the, the robot chicken style of anime, you know, slow, uh, stop motion animation. Um, obviously they, you know, they have a bunch of, uh, you know, some VFX and stuff that, that are going there. Uh, Patton Oswalt, it was basically born to, to voice <laughs> modoc And, and I think like when, when you think about it too, I don't know if, it only has, yes. Do you think we'll see a, a live action M.O.D.O.K.?
2: I feel like we might, but it would be in a place oh. that would be much smaller scale of like that's always been a character where I'm like, throw him in one of the Ant-Man movies or something. <laughs> or like some just sort of like weird offshoot franchise to where you can still have M.O.D.O.K. exist in the MCU, but it's not like a huge he's not like a huge pivotal villain. Yeah. So I and. I just seeing how much Patton Oswalt cares about this character of like, he's writing the <laughs> comics, he's voicing the character. Like he, he wants to play him in live action. I'm just like, this feels like a match made in heaven. Like if they don't put him in something, it's going to be a disservice because he is just a perfect choice.
3: Yeah. If, I don't know if ahead, Marvel Jordan. had its own legends of tomorrow type yeah. situation, yeah, like <laughs> where it is just, it's purposefully bizarre. Yeah. That's the place to do it. Yeah, you know, I mean, be that like would if Marvel Bebo. would
1: ever make an Exile show like that's yes. where, that's what it would be like.
2: It would yeah. be Legends of
1: Tomorrow, but uh, Aaron, what are your thoughts? you think we'll ever get Modoc in live action?
4: I, I kind of want it to be like Jenna said, like in one of these like weird Disney Plus things where it's not like the stakes are not huge. I I, would, I while she was talking, I thought about like man. If you can give me a Squirrel Girl series, yeah, that's what it—that's what it leads to. I be yes. about that. <laughs> I, don't I don't think this will happen, have-
3: but I just want to just throw one thing out there that fits all these criteria of being weird and not having any stakes. There is a live-action Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, yeah, uh, that is happening. Uh, and yeah, no, Gunn no. and Watiti seem like the kind of minds that are going to do a thing with a character like Modok. So
1: if, here's here's the thing. I you know. Marvel has this collection of really weird characters, right? Like you know, Aaron just mentioned one, Squirrel Girl, uh, you know, and you've got Modok and whatnot that like are darlings, are fan darlings, and um, it, it, but to me, I think Modok is best served in a in a show like this, mm-hmm. and and I and I and I and I love it for that because I because what I don't think you have to be careful of is. Uh, you know for those who have played the Marvel Avengers game that that Modoc is a part of like he's uh he he, he looks great right <laughs> in, in that I just don't know how you put that next mm-hmm. to you know you know uh, 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 Sam Wilson's Captain America and and take it seriously right like, I, like I, it, it has to be a comedy yeah. right. <laughs> And so, uh, so anyway, uh, this Hulu show, I've only, you know, uh, I've only watched the first three episodes, <coughs> um, sorry, excuse me. Uh, but I am, but, but I love it. It's, it's wonderfully quirky. Um, it is a great, it'll be a great show to to kind of watch um, uh, from week to week. And we'll talk about it a little more. It's not a show that lends itself to theories or or, or yeah. you know, things like that, but like it does lend itself to cameos and Easter eggs. And, uh, and like, and that's where a lot of the fun is going to be in this show. What, what, what are some of your other thoughts, guys?
2: there are some deep cuts in the show. Like just yeah. seeing the first three episodes, I was astonished of like, I don't even know this alien that's being introduced. Like this whole <laughs> thing is completely foreign to me. And the fact that they're pulling that many deep cuts is really impressive. And then like I tweeted about it this morning at the end of every episode, they promote the Modoc comic book that Patton and Jordan Blum, the showrunner co-wrote. And I'm like mm-hmm. more projects with the big two need to do that of like, Hey, you watched the show now immediately go read the comic. Because I feel like, especially with a character like Modoc, who isn't necessarily a household name, the idea of, of immediately having a thing of like, go read this and you'll have a better understanding of him. If you like the show, like more publishers and more companies need to do that. Cause it's such a great way to like foster this love for your character.
3: And especially yeah. in the world of streaming, like there's no yeah. way, there's no reason why Disney plus couldn't have like at the end of an episode of Falcon winter soldier, a, a link to yeah. directly to marvel.com to a, the digital comics or whatever. Uh, yeah. I jumped in really quick. I'm sorry. Aaron was about to say something.
4: <laughs> oh, I, I was just going to say like it, If you have it set up where, you know, like these sort of deep cut things that also engenders like a love for comics. Like I was thinking about like uh, over the pandemic, like some of the time I've spent uh, my one of my favorite DC things ever is Batman, the Brave and the Bold. It's so fun. There's just all the C and D list villains that they could possibly dig out of like your omnibus just looking. And I'm like, Marvel should have projects that focus on the weirder people. Like Mm -hmm. give me uh, like, you know, uh, let God, what is this? Jim, do you know the Spider Man comic where um, I think it's uh, Rain, where they have a uh, disco? Um, what's <laughs> oh, what's disco? yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, it was.
1: And then, God, that, that storyline is freaking weird, weird. As, as hell, too. So that's definitely a. Uh, 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 that's it, chat. Hypno Hustler. <laughs>
4: Hypno Hustler. Yes. I'm like, how that's has this it. happened already? Like, why yeah. has this existed? Um, yeah. So, yeah.
1: No. Yeah. And, and that's, and again, like that's the thing, like it's, uh, you know, the, if it's a show you've been on the fence for, I say, just, just like, go, go in and, and dive in. I, I wouldn't even want to, um, you know, even go into like what the story is about for you. Cause I think it's just one of those things that it's better to just, just know that, know that it's good. And then, and, 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 ju- and just jump and, right and in. And maybe also know that it's
3: like very R rated. Yes. You yes. Just kind of know that going in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you're <laughs> yes. not expecting that there's some surprises. Yeah. The, yeah. the only uh,
1: thing, the only thing I wish, and it's a feature that uh, Amazon prime has that I wish like other streaming services mm-hmm. had. So like <laughs> when I was watching um, invincible and like, mm. if you tap your, if you're watching it oh, on yeah. an iPad Amazon or, X-ray. or on a laptop, you know, the, 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 it gives you like, facts basically like it'll it'll give you a list of everyone who is you know uh is in the scene voicing right but it'll also give you like trivia facts about the scene and like changes that were made for the show in the comic like I wish that they they had that feature for this show because this show is so just jam packed with just a fun Easter a ton of Easter eggs and references uh and so like you know if you are a Marvel fan definitely go out and, and check it out it's on Hulu available now uh and there. That's the, there's the MODOC discussion. All
3: right. You know, if you use that feature with Invincible, that X ray feature where it shows you all the people, you can take any Invincible episode at any point in any episode, you can pull that up and find Ross Marquand's IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> that man voices, I mean, Everybody. 90% of the characters on that yeah. show. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: Um uh all right uh before we go and take a quick break uh we uh, I saw something that came across my my Twitter feed and good golly miss molly these things are not pretty so okay look i'm going to gonna caveat this with i like funko pops i think they are fun affordable nice entry level type collectibles for uh you know for for fans of of all genres right like you don't have to be a comic fan you don't have to you know be whatever uh, except when they do something like this, Rich, can you pull it up on the screen for us? So this is their new uh, artist uh, icon series. Rich is Rich is pulling it up, and like I, I swear, these these are something. There's a Captain Marvel one, there's a Spider Man one, there is a Captain America one, and uh, something else. Here they are. Uh, there's a Spider Man one. These are the, uh, the only available at Target. I don't know who these are for. <laughs>
3: So like they this- they did they did a similar thing with Disney, yeah. Where like, but they've they've been really cool, like Star Wars too, where they're like, this is just the same logo over and over again, and that makes it look really <laughs> weird. Like, there's a Sorcerer Mickey that's like dripping paint and all kinds of. It's like a really yeah. weird style. Mm-hmm. There's a um, there was like a weird camo Boba Fett that was like crazy color. Like, there's been really cool versions of something like, like this the artist, yeah, for the artist yeah. series stuff. This I don't get.
2: No, <laughs> I, I saw these on, on Instagram yesterday And I was just like I, like This feels like there was a brief period a couple of years ago Where Funko got really into like wood grain pops Of like pops that just look oh, like they yeah. made out of wood And like this has the same energy to me And like these and the street <laughs> art ones from like, uh, from like last year Where it was just like a character A pop in front of a background And you almost can't see the pop Because there's just like graffiti written all over it It's like this is something that theoretically could be cool But it does not translate in my mind to a three-dimensional pop and I'm just like waiting for like a paint error or something to completely screw one of these up and just make it look awful yeah. <laughs> and I'm, it's just like I I don't know I'm not a big variant person of just unnecessary like new coats of paint on the same pop but like these especially I'm just like why <laughs> yeah
3: it's like the chrome ones
2: yeah the yeah. chrome ones i, under, the ones I yeah. understand I,
1: but, but i tell you what my favorite subline of marvel like funko pops are the uh the black light ones uh yes. i don't know if you you've seen those but those are charlie you've got them right you've got a, a bunch ones? of them the, the black light ones like the ones that like don't you have them in a box <laughs> uh, i guess i thought you did no oh, i've got God. a light
3: box up here that has oh, like right. the mm. box has lighting yep. in it fair
1: enough it's above my no.
3: captain america poster
1: there are oh yeah, sorry. yeah uh, no, they there's No, there's there's a line of them that like that like are all yeah. that are black light, and those are really really cool. Well, also because um,
2: just like on their own, they just look like a Jack Kirby kind of inspired yes. aesthetic. It's like that I don't even need to use a black light to appreciate the aesthetic here. Whereas like this one just looks like you wrapped it in like weird vinyl that I don't I don't really see a reason why. It's just I don't know. Like there's there's artistic ways to do a variant, and then there's these.
1: They look like the, 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 ones we just showed look like, uh, like binders I would get for, uh, like either trading cards or, yep. or whatnot. But Aaron, you look like you were about to say
4: something. <laughs> 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 it, it was like, no. Oh my God. Um, I, I was just laughing at like, uh, was it Friedman Steven 24 saying that it's a, where's Waldo pop? Cause exactly. Cause from any distance, I can't tell what's going on. I don't know. Except for that. I'm like, Oh, Spider-Man, like, yeah, I you know. guess.
1: No, it's it's a magic eye. You need to hold it real close to your face. I don't want to (laughs) destroy. Oh, those are Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, anyway, so those are those are the uh, the ugly uh, ugly fungal pops that uh, destroyed my morning. Um, uh, But uh, but anything, uh, let's go. Let's take a quick sixty second break. We'll be back. We'll go through some more news and some more uh, some more fun discussions. We'll be back in sixty. So Sebastian Stan has been doing um, uh, some more interview rounds uh, as of late. And in a recent interview with Variety had mentioned uh, someone asked him the question on what is your take on, uh, you know, super fans, stans, and, and them uh, shipping, uh, you know, you with various characters. Uh, and in this case, uh, Sam, uh, Sam and Bucky. And uh, look, Sebastian Stan, he's here for him. He is here for them. Uh, and I think in the, in the, quote, he goes, he goes, look, I'm just happy that the relationship is embraced and it should be embraced in whatever way or fashion that people desire and want it to be. That's the correct answer to that question. I agree. One hundred percent. It's, like, it's certainly the best way
3: to answer that question.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, like, it's, it's, it's interesting. <sighs> I am sorry. I am just I know, <laughs> dry throat today. Um, you finally get to host and you can't even talk. I know, I know. Right. Uh, No, but I think here, here, this is one of those things where, um, like fandom, fandom grows in very unique, in very unique ways. Uh, and, and you can never tell with anything how, how or where it's going to go. Right. And so, um, for, you know, for, for this to happen. And, you know, and like, like I said, people were shipping Bucky and Steve and, uh, and all that and, and all, all whatever, you know, varied variations, permutations you want to make. Um, this is, uh, it's just, it's just a cool, it's cool way for, you know, just know that the actors are like, yep, no, I get it. And like, I'm here for it. It's the same
3: thing. I mean, we we watched, you know, Oscar Isaac and John Boyega, like completely (laughs) embrace that. I don't know if it was, I think it was partly like a, a defiance of, what star Wars became with rise of Skywalker and everything that they kind of went through there. But like they were fully on the, you know, the Finn Poe train by the end of it. And, you know, like Stan's been in Sebastian Stan's been in Marvel long enough. Like, yeah, he, he's having fun with everything. And yeah, like we all know that Marvel's never going to make Sam and and Bucky a, a couple, but like that's, Part of the fun of fandom is seeing you're seeing different stories in things and for the actors to then like be happy about that and not like fight against it and not like turn it down. Just be like, yeah, like it should be what we want it to be and it should be how we enjoy it. Like that's a really cool thing to see from from someone like Sebastian Stan
2: yeah I think like since he's been in the franchise for so long and like as somebody who kind of cut my teeth on the internet shipping um, Steve and Bucky like I I feel like this is definitely the good approach to it and I'm really glad that he has this outlook because like I look at shows like Supernatural and Sherlock that kind of like had a much different relationship with their fans and especially with the fans who would then ship um, like queer relationships on the show and they would kind of like use that to their advantage of like Supernatural in particular it's like we're going to kind of just like, like string you along for 15 years and then never have this really mean anything and so i think bucky and um i think sebastian just kind of acknowledging like people will gravitate whatever what they want out of bucky and his time in the mcu and so like just there's really no way of going about it like i think that's a much Mm -hmm. better approach than just kind of being like no homo
1: yeah absolutely Um, i I will say
3: that ship does not make as much sense to me as bucky and steve Mm mm-hmm Just based on, I mean, part of it was the longevity of that.
4: Well, I yeah, think, but, uh, like, I've
2: I've spoken to, like, Tumblr's trend expert because um, Sam mm-hmm. Bucky is, like, a huge thing there. And, like, it, a lot of it is the kind of, like, antagonist to lovers aspect of it. Yeah. And, like, they start out kind of at, at, like, at war with each other, and then they eventually develop this bond. And I think it's just this thing of, like, we're so not used to seeing just, like, healthy masculine relationships on TV right. of, like, just two dudes just having a very good relationship with each other. And so, like, if people want to interpret that romantically or just platonically, like, it's kind of up to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get to some, some Loki news. We got Loki coming in just, uh, just a little bit. We got a new, uh, I guess, uh, you know, TV spot, I guess is what you can call it. Uh, and in it, we, uh, get to further, um, you know, we get to further fall in love with Miss Minutes. Uh, we get to see a, a we get to see just how in shape Tom Hiddleston is, uh, which, uh, which everyone was uh, crazy happy about. And, uh, and honestly, like I've, I've always been excited for Loki seeing more and more of this stuff has me incredibly hyper excited for for loki i just what this show has the potential to be and that's the thing to Right, like i don't want to like hype it up to this gigantic thing and then if it you know ultimately lets everyone down be like well it was supposed to be great but like i'm going into this feeling pretty com- pretty confident uh that that i think we're go- this is going to be a show that we're going we're going to like um tom hiddleston just bleeds and, and just drips like just the right kind of charisma and like smarmy charisma. That is, <laughs> that is just so, so exciting. So uh, having seen some of the marketing and stuff, are you guys still are equally as hyped? Am I overhyping Loki? What are, do I need to tamp down my expectations? We feel. No,
2: I'm there. I'm right there with you. I honestly, I love how the selling point of the show is like not really plot or like the season long arc. Like we really know nothing going into no. the show other than these little vignettes, but it's just like, we're just selling it on, Like Tom Hiddleston being shirtless, which I feel like is the best marketing decision for (laughs) Marvel to make. And then it's just like him and Owen Wilson interacting with each other. Even if you stripped away like the Marvel of it all, the idea of putting the two of them in a thing together and having them act against each other, that is going to be a huge selling point for people. And so, like, when you mix that with the like weird, ominous aesthetic of the show, it's like I don't know what I'm getting. Because I know there was a quote from the director the other day that like the influences of the show were Blade Runner and Teletubbies, which is (laughs) a combination of things that I never would have heard in the same sentence ever in in a million years. And so the fact that that seems to be the vibe and they're just going with it, I'm like, whatever they're going to do, I'm going to be excited for.
1: Aaron, yeah, thoughts?
4: It, it's, oh, sorry. Sorry, I was, sorry, oh, I was just
1: gonna, going
3: to go
4: down. <laughs> I waited for the silence. <laughs> um, I'm just excited because I think that if this goes over the way we all think it's going to go over, like it's going to be pretty much proof positive that the weirder aspects of Marvel are where they should probably focus a lot of their time. Like the, the more grounded things seem to be like a little bit harder to pull off sometimes in this like TV format and Mm -hmm. going as far out as possible, pushing the boat out is probably the way to go. I mean, I, I don't know. Like like Jim said, this it feels like we're running into like an in-game situation where all the stuff from the, the trailers and things could be from the first 15 minutes of the first episode. And then exactly. the rest of it's just insane. Like the Pompeii <laughs> thing could be from the first 10 minutes of the first episode. We just don't know. So I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be interesting to see for sure.
3: Yeah. Charlie? I mean, I'm honestly wishing, I'm hoping that there's not as much story because I just want to watch Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson just in a room together for as long as possible. <laughs> um, like that's, that is the biggest thing like, for me. If this just ends um, up
1: being a, a really weird and bizarre season of a uh, true detective, I'm okay with that. Right. Like,
2: okay. I've the been the, using, the like, season like, thing. Yeah. No, ahead, I've Jenna, been sorry. trying to explain it to people. Like I, like my boyfriend and I explained it to his mom of like, it's very doctor who esque. of like, mm-hmm. it seems like each episode is going to kind of veer off into its own weird storyline. But then by and large, the plot is just kind of all of those hijinks. Right. And
3: so my two thoughts, kind of one piggybacking off what Jim said. And then uh, Jenna, you kind of brought another idea to my, my mind, you know, this is the first time the first of these shows. It's like, Oh, this, this could be a multi-season thing. And we all, I think are kind of expecting that. Mm -hmm. Like the other shows were like, here's this period in time where we're going to tell this story from what we've seen in the movies. And that's what we have to do. This is, completely its own because of the multiverse and the timelines and stuff. And that kind of leads me into like, not why do we need what if, but like, it's interesting that they chose to do this and what if around the same time, because this feels like a, what if scenario of like, we're going to go to different eras, different timelines, different, you know, multiverse play different universes and explore what's happening there with a character that we really love. And we all think is hilarious. Like we could have seen, the Peggy Carter, Captain America in there, you know, we could have seen a, a thing with, a, like, this could have just been a full on what if show. So, but, and so it makes me really curious as to what it is going to be because they're doing what if,
1: Well, so but that's one of the things, too, because just yesterday there was another interview with Feige where Feige basically said he goes part of the fun of the multiverse and playing with time is seeing other versions of characters and other versions of the titular character in particular. So obviously we know we're going to see other versions of Loki like that is a thing. But like, you know. But Feige straight out says, like, we may see other versions of characters, which Charlie are exactly right. Feels more like a what if thing uh, than than anything else. And so it'll be interesting to see. There's No, way we don't
3: see some kind of Thor in this. Like there's for one episode, for one scene, even like there's I feel like there's no way. Yeah. And they've kept a lot of secrets with this show. You know, that more so than I feel like they did the two other shows. Um, You know, if we thought WandaVision had theories, man, this is going to (laughs) be.
1: Yeah. and again, but like
3: and, and Jenna brought
1: up Jenna brought up another great point too where she basically, you know, like this feels more like a show made for television, um, in the same way that WandaVision inevitably, I think, became more of a show fit for television. Like the first couple episodes obviously, you know, did their thing, but even still, I would say the later episodes still felt Very, you know, very episodic in nature, you know, problem of the week kind of thing while telling an overall thing Uh, where Falcon Winter Soldier wasn't necessarily that, right? Like that definitely felt like a movie that was chopped up a little bit. Um, And uh, and here, you know, like I said, I think this, this is where that's what gets me excited for this. I I love, I'm a huge sucker for procedurals. um, And so uh this, this number one
3: blacklist fan i know yeah, right, you right now,
1: like, a, like i said time. i'm a huge huge <laughs> procedurals fan so uh let's just say that, that that's what that's what gets me uh excited uh for this one so mm-hmm. but that said like you know feige just open, you know cracked open that door just a little bit wider we may start seeing some alternate uh characters um like look maybe this is where we get that that rumored uh chris evans cameo it's probably not but Feige said Feige's making it. uh, That's that's the thing.
3: When it was WandaVision, like there was all the Mephisto's. It's like, well, maybe this is a Dr. Strange. While there were so many ideas, there was still a limited pool of, like, okay, this could not, like, there's no way that Steve Rogers would be in this show because that wouldn't Mm -hmm. make any sense at all. Right. This, there truly is not a boundary or a limit.
2: Oh, I know. To
3: what could happen, to what could be explored. And that's. Part of why it's so enticing. Like, like Jenna said, there's yeah. just, you don't know what's gonna, what they're gonna do.
2: Like, it's weird to me. I'm like a huge fan of the Squadron Supreme, and it's weird that like there's been this theory for years of like Loki could maybe introduce them. And like the fact that that feels plausible and like something that I could realistically look forward to and potentially expect on the show when that would have seemed like unheard of five or so years ago is like, I am just on board. Whatever they bring in, I know it's gonna be the weird minutia from the comics and the MCU itself that like nobody is expecting.
1: Yeah.
3: What's the absolute weirdest, most insane Marvel thing that you hope, like even if you don't think it's going to happen, like just, the thing from comics that you're like, I could never see this anywhere but this show.
2: Like, What's the
3: thing you want to see? For me, the Squadron
2: Supreme is kind of that because it's like the idea of just kind of embracing like this is the Marvel Universe's version of the Justice League and like all of the kind of caveats that come with that and the way that they would tell that story in live action based on like what people have as preconceived notions for the Justice League. It's like if they could pull that off in the show, I would be so happy. Even if it's just like Hyperion and a couple of other characters, it's like if they do their own version of it, I'm on board for what Could you imagine
1: though in like 5 years Marvel putting making a Squadron Supreme movie? Oh, I made, would be like, so like Marvel happy. basically making Justice League like that yeah. would just <laughs>
2: <laughs> They could do it. There's enough lore that they could realistically do their own version if they really wanted yeah.
1: to. Oh, for sure. I'm just
3: going to I'm just going to throw this out. Think about it. Cuz if it's ever going to be in live action, this is the place to do it. Maybe in a season 2 as as like the villain that Loki has to track down. If there is a place to do the Cosmic Ghost Rider?
2: Yeah. It oh,
3: is God. on this Loki show with the TVA. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Like, imagine you know, the first season he's fixing his mistakes. The second season, they're like, Oh, there's some big problem because someone yeah. killed Thanos at the end of time. <laughs> and then Loki and Owen Wilson have to just track down flamified Frank Castle like on a cosmic bike. You want to get crazy? Let's get crazy.
2: I love it.
4: Yeah, Aaron. Just randomly and just to infuriate everybody, I guess, just oh. bringing back all the Netflix defenders and having a yes. fight with them in an the episode. Ooh. That just to light the internet on fire, just throw the match Ooh. and it's going on. Like that's what I want to see. That would yeah. be insane.
1: <laughs> I think uh, I, I love I, I love that idea. Uh, <laughs> but before before I go into to because I, I I mumbled it under my breath just before, but I'll say my mine in just a second. But the thing that I don't know if Marvel is committing to or not with these Disney plus shows is making big reveals like that on the shows. I think those are ones that like they, they need to they save uh, for, for the theater blockbusters and, and all that. But man, I would love that. I would, that's a, you're right. It's a great way to, to pull them in and bring them in. Uh, mine. Um, Mine was Man-Thing, uh, because that is just uh, as strange of a uh, Marvel entity as, as you can get. Uh, but one that realistically kind of would fit in, in the whole, you know, dimension-hopping thing. And, you know, if he just shows up in the background, I, I would not be surprised if he is mentioned in
3: mm-hmm. the show. Um, Doctor Strange Multiverse is where it kind of feels like he would fit, yeah, right. too. Like in addition to like that, that kind
1: of and so and so much. And we'll move on to the next topic, where like the big thing that came out this week on the the rumored big villain of Doctor Strange two is Shumagoraf. And look, we're talking about big weird things that you never thought we'd see on uh, on TV. (laughs) A giant one eyed, multi tentacled kind of you know interdimensional being. That's as almost as weird as you get. (laughs) <laughs> and so
2: especially if like the nature of that art like the report about it said like Schumacher is hunting down america chavez because like she can control the multiverse and he wants it for himself and so like the idea of this massive tentacled beast being like i want that teenage girl <laughs> like i'm gonna go fight the <laughs> multiverse for that teenage girl <laughs> it's, like this movie could like that would be amazing that is i'm yeah. i'm in regardless of whatever happens from there that's enough of a plot to sell me on the movie <laughs>
3: Like if you think about Ewan McGregor from from Birds of Prey, but then like yes. make him Shuma Gorath. Yes. Like that's all that's what they're going for, it feels yep. like. It's like they saw that Suicide Squad trailer and it's like, oh, okay.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Starfish, meet a meet big tentacle creature. Yep. Let them yeah. fight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think about it, like, like that it's it's just so you know, and we, we've we kind of mentioned it a little bit here, here and there throughout the whole show, but like we're at a point now with the MCU that all of this weird stuff doesn't seem so far off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind of amazing.
2: I love it. Honestly, I mean, it has <laughs> to get weird.
3: Like it, yeah. it, there's, it can't with Endgame. Like that wasn't an open door to do all the weird stuff, but you think about like a 20 year span of movie or a 10 year span of movies, 20 some movies, It's like you have to do something different if you want to if you want to go forward past the end game really felt like the perfect ending to a saga. The MCU could have stopped after end game. And I mean, it would have been complete and whole and and great. And they're going to continue, which I'm glad about. But like, you can't just make more Iron Man movies, you know, like you got to you got to change the status quo. And then there's Disney Plus shows are really done a good job of that but it has to extend to the movies too and that's you know you look at thor 4 you look at dr strange you know the eternals those are movies that are feel very different from what we've already got and that's what's going to have to happen on a regular basis even when you mix in stuff like like, you know shang chi is a bunch of new characters and i think some of those sequences in that trailer are like okay this might actually go in a completely different direction and that's what i hope but even if it is just a, a an action movie you know it works as long as there are other things that are changing the tone and changing the direction. There has to be variety going forward, or this this whole thing kind of starts to feel stale real quick. Right.
2: But even then, we have like giant CG wolves, and like the toys have revealed like we <laughs> right. had a giant dragon. So it's like even if this right. movie is a there's very there's like there's two level, scenes in the trailer where yeah. they're like
3: it's like oh this is I'm very intrigued by that. You can tell this is the like, opposite
1: shot of something that is very cool.
2: <laughs> just uh-huh. out yeah. of shot yeah like I was writing an article about this last night that's going to go live on the site in a couple of weeks of like it feels like when the MCU started it was very much the like world outside your window mentality of like we're going to make action movies that are kind of they're fantastical when they need to be but they're still based in this kind of action movie reality and it's like we've gotten so far beyond that with like Guardians and Ragnarok and Infinity War to where it's like everything is just able to there's like no status quo like you can you can throw in gigantic kaiju and like gigantic wolves and like you've gotten to the point where audience is love a talking tree and a talking raccoon and are <laughs> very emotional about those characters. So it's like at that point, you can sell audiences on basically anything at this point.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, post blip. Yeah. The the ordinary world is kind of
1: gone.
2: Yeah.
1: Aaron, what, what what about the future of the MCU has, get, gets you excited?
4: Um, I, I think that's what you guys are hinting at where it's like literally anything is possible, you know, like whatever even five or six years ago you there were just some things where you're like that's just not gonna happen like you know that's not going down but now like literally like any any weird thing that you enjoy from the comics that you could think of like is absolutely on the table like i've been kidding with spencer all the time like we're going to remember this when uh, Sam Wilson turns into fucking Cap Wolf yep. uh, in Captain yep. America 4. We're going to remember remember this. I'm like, when they make, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, God, what's the name of it? I always joke around about it with you guys. And then it actually, they actually just yeah. brought it back. What's the name of that 90s event where they're inside the pocket dimension, Heroes Reborn? Yeah. Oh, yeah mean, when yours. Heroes Reborn yeah. happens as, as Avengers 5, don't at me. You know what <laughs> I mean? And the fact yeah. that that can actually happen is nuts. Uh-huh. And it's, and it's
3: not just the weird stuff, too. it's the it's the the Isaiah Bradley of it. Yeah, like exactly. never thought they'd do like actual yeah. Isaiah Bradley, like yeah, well, a name drop or something, but like they did real Isaiah Bradley
4: yeah. Charlie. in the MCU. <laughs> Charlie, when the report came down, I'm like, I won't believe it till I see it. I'm like, He'll be in, like 15 minutes of it. There's no way, man. And yeah. then it's it's, the whole, it's like he was in multiple episodes in the main part of the thing. I was like, that's insanity. I couldn't yeah. believe it.
2: I think it's this balance between, like, absolute visual and, like, narrative craziness, and then also this, like, emotion, which I, like, just one more thing I'll say about that is, like, as an X-Men fan, I feel like the MCU is at this point now where I feel comfortable with them introducing the X-Men, because the X-Men is this perfect blend of absolute weird powers and weird mythology and weird events, but also emotion and heart and, like, real issues, and I feel like, with the way that the MCU is building now post Endgame, I trust them to bring in the X-Men and mm-hmm. do them correctly because it feels like the foundation for that level of like unembarrassed weirdness is just
0: there.
3: The crazy thing it, about it's the- like a weird blend of Falcon and winter soldier and Thor Ragnarok of like
0: exactly. those two
3: yeah. polar opposite things, like making one, Connected story
4: that's yeah. really cool it, It's also evident in the text Too because now we're getting to a point Where people have their comics Accurate costumes yes, like They're exactly. not afraid for it to be goofy or like yeah. Weird looking on screen anymore They're like no yeah. no no like we just gonna have wings Wanda's gonna be rolling around With like the headdress and the whole shot Like this is what we're doing now you know yeah. exactly.
1: You know what's so crazy though like When they finally introduce the X-Men Like we're gonna get to a point where like we, we, we're going to be able to like basically alternate months for different movies, right? Like mainline Marvel (laughs) hero in January, X-Men movie in February, another Marvel movie in, uh, in March. And then like literally just swap off for, for years to come. And that is just like the, the absolute nuttiest thing. The other thing too, right. That that's a, that's a, an exciting thing to look forward to is, Marvel traditionally in the comics has not, uh, not up until very recently has handled the idea of legacy, right. And, in in and legacy characters and, and whatnot. And it, it almost felt like they saw they are not going to be able to keep their actors for as long as they want for, you know, for certain stuff. And so that like they needed to start getting, you know, some of the legacy stuff up and running that like, that future and those possibilities are so, uh, you know, uh, unlimited and, and untapped potential that like that is going to be stuff that, you know, my five-year-old now is going to be growing up on and be like, you know, her, her Iron Man is going to be way different than, uh, than my Iron Man and, you know, and vice versa. And it's just going to, it's so wild.
4: to And, think and you that. see some of
3: these, these, these not no name performers, but like not huge stars getting, getting you know, Riri was cast and I, you know, she was a fairly, you know, unknown actor. Same with, you know, same with Kamala and, you know, what they did with, uh, um, Danny Ramirez and like, cause you you think about you've had all these big actors come in, you know, I mean, uh, Chris Emsworth and and Tom Hiddleston weren't as big when they came in, but like Sebastian Stan was relatively unknown. He got like a, what a, a 10 or 11 movie contract, like out of the gate. So they like they had them locked down for a decade or more, and I'd love to see what some of these like young actors' contracts look like because it's like when you hit the MCU, you become huge and you take off. But like they also they need you for a bunch of stories. Mm-hmm. Like you know how many things is Kamala Khan signed up for right now? Like right? Does she have yeah. thirteen? You, know, you look at like <laughs> baseball baseball players right now. That like, you know Bryce Harper got like that thirteen year contract or something. Mm-hmm. It's like. All of these young actors are, you know, are signing away their lives to be this character. But, you know, they're also really excited about being that character. So it's a cool thing to, like, think about how this is going to go over the next decade without Robert Downey Jr., without, for the most part, if at all, you know, Chris Evans, without Scarlett Johansson, like how they navigate these younger characters and these legacy characters, you know, like you talked about.
1: Right. And then we got a viewer, a uh, viewer on YouTube, uh, spider Dan, 2099 moon girl and devil dinosaur would be crazy. Cool. Like that's to me, like as much as I would love to see like that in like in live action. Cause like, I mean, I love devil dinosaur and moon girl. And devil Dinosaur was such a great series that is an animated show through and through. And like, mm-hmm. I am like, that is something that I wish like they just, I wish they would put on the fast track for it. Cause I think that there are so many cool ideas and things there that, um, that I know, right. Like, I mean, my kids get, will probably age out of it before, Something like that ever shows up, but like I thought, they
2: are they are developing a show for Disney Channel. Are they? Yeah, with Lauren Fishburne's like EPing it. I think they like released the art like a couple months ago, but it just fell under the radar because everyone was so bombarded with other Marvel stuff. But yeah, they're definitely making like a kids animated show about it. You are
1: one thousand percent correct, and I totally forgot about it. And it's coming out next year, and I need it now. Awesome. But there's
3: a whole (laughs) thing now of like all these things that we that we've always been like. This feels like an animated thing. Yeah. Like. Not as a, not as a, as a rag, but like, this is just such a weird concept. Like, you know, like Modoc, this is such a, this is a great animated thing, but like now with the way the MCU is going, I don't necessarily think that anymore about so many of these things. It's like, well, it, this could be animated to be great. But this could also work in live action with what they've done and like look cool and feel good and and actually make sense. Well,
2: I think going back to what you were saying earlier about like, why does What If need to exist if we also have Loki? It's like, I feel like the What If show is going to accomplish something completely different of like, it's able to pull off this sense of like end game level spectacle, but on a TV budget and also Mm -hmm. like just kind of utilizing the Marvel style of the comics and just utilizing the voice cast without being like, okay, Hayley Atwell, you need to get in shape for two years to go be Peggy Carter, Mm -hmm. Captain America, or like okay um yeah. thor you need to go be like party thor or whatever like they're, they're able to take these weird creative risks without having it have to be a live action thing
4: yeah well and, 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 go ahead i was just gonna ask like is, is there a function of this that functions like that a force uh scene in Endgame yes. game 2 where they're yeah. they're using and seeding ideas yeah. beforehand to see what people glom on to and then we can bring it to live action after oh, the fact as well, absolutely!
2: Too. Yeah, I feel like with What If, there is a chance of, like, eventually down the line, we could see, like, a live action Peggy Carter cap or something like that. Like, if if, if that's something people respond to. It's just, like, there's so much multiverse stuff that I feel like it's all going to build to something that people are really going to be uh, impressed by.
3: Yeah. No, I still think like sure. there's going to be some point in What If where there is some kind of scene that's live action. Just, like, you know, because it's supposed to be canon or technically mm-hmm. can't whatever. Yeah. Like, even if it's just with the watchers or if it's just like one scene and one thing that like, it comes out of nowhere and really shocks everybody like this. It does open up to even, you know, more possibilities than Loki potentially. Yeah. With what they can do
1: there. um, there is a little bit of, uh, breaking ish news uh, to, that we need to talk about. Uh, Evangeline Lilly posted something on Instagram, posted a uh, script from Quantumania, And for some reason <laughs> tagged Corey Stoll.
4: Hmm.
1: Could we see Yellow Jacket in Ant-Man 3? Maybe?
3: I mean...
4: Did he I'm, get
3: splattered? I, I, I forget how he died.
2: Yeah, I'm trying I, to remember how he died. He just
3: shrunk to death. And disappeared? Didn't he? Which, Maybe?
2: if we're dealing with the quantum realm... Right, that's what I'm saying. He could be hiding in the quantum city could or something. Be Let me look it up so that I'm not wrong. Yeah.
3: yeah, I feel um, like
2: since like the MCU has a good track record of like, okay, we're doing a trilogy and we're going to make it feel like its own trilogy, even if it's setting up a million other things in the process. So it's like, yeah, just bring him back if you need, like if you have a story reason to do so, because then you're kind of paying homage to like where Ant-Man 1 started versus like how crazy it has gotten to Ant-Man 3.
1: Yeah. Well, I think also too, right? Like even, even like closing the loop on that arc. Yeah. Uh, the, like that yellow jacket character. If he went to the quantum, if he's in the quantum war, uh, realm, uh, you know, right now, like. If he's able, to, you know, obviously they're gonna go back. And so if he's able to find his way out, like he's gonna want like either revenge or something. And so yeah. it's a great way to like just to, to close that loop and bring that story uh kind of kind of full circle.
2: Well, uh, and I feel like we could kind of get the Zemo treatment with him of like whatever people thought were kind of like bland or kind of boring about him, you could really kind of lean into a more fun, kind of kooky aspect. Cause I know like Ant Man One kind of had two different stories it was telling at the same time because of Edgar Wright of it all and so like if you brought him in and kind of said this is your clear direction as the villain i feel like he could kind of be a little bit weirder and wilder the way that zemo has kind of become
1: yep yeah so,
3: okay, so i mean look I'm, I'm looking at it right now um he basically like scott went subatomic and went inside yellow jacket suit oh, and right. then the suit like crumpled in on itself oh yeah and then like shrunk into dust basically. So we don't know if he was like killed when the suit went in and then it, but like the suit went into nothing. So he could absolutely be in, in the quantum realm. It's one of those that classic, like you, well, you didn't really see him die.
2: Yeah.
1: So. All right. Well, who knows? I guess we'll see. Um, That is going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for uh, joining us on the show today. Thank you, Jenna, Aaron, and Charlie, for going through uh, a much easier show. I would say I think the show flows a lot uh, nicer when when Brandon is not around to spew his bad ideas and all things like that. Like just uh, it's a, no, I, I, I'm kidding. We love Brandon. The opening um, for
2: next week is going to be really
1: interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think look here's here's one of the here's one of the greatest things I love I love about this show. It is. Uh, it is obviously you guys, but it's also it's also the chat. Uh, got a love, got a lot of love for chat. Got a lot of love for folks who are in, interacting with us uh, over at uh, Phase Zero CB on Twitter. Uh, those who you know just are hitting any of us up on Twitter, like we totally appreciate it. That's what makes this uh, incredibly special because we are, uh, you know, we're just we're building a little little community here, and that's one of the things that uh, was always the goal. Uh, when we, you know, when we do these things, it's the same for, you know, the other show. I do a wild podcast um, uh, for comic book nation. Uh, this is, you know, everyone, everyone here and everyone at ComicBook.com does this because we love it. And, uh, and it's, it's just one of those things to be able to share that passion and just some of the stuff that, that we in the business learn and know uh, with you guys to help, uh, help you make you guys better fans, uh more educated fans with, uh, in in that sense is, is the goal of this. And I think we're, think we're doing okay at it. Who knows? Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on any of the all any and all of the social platforms at Jim Viscardi. You can find Jenna at.
2: Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. Um, I know people in the chat over the weeks have asked if, like, I might do a pop tour of like all the Funko stuff that I have, and I might be planning something for that. So follow yes. me on Twitter at Hey It's Jenna Lynn if you want to see that happen. So
3: there we go. Boom. Jenna, were you, were you in the in the news today? There was.
1: Oh, it wasn't okay, you. God. There was a, a, a <laughs> gas, the Guinness, broke the Guinness,
3: Guinness World, World Record, record. Uh-huh.
2: over uh-huh.
1: 7,000 pops.
2: No, I'm nowhere near that close. I, I hope to not be because I do like having room for other things that are not <laughs> Funko Pops. Like, I love having comics and statues and everything else, but I'm happy with the little collection I have. Yeah. <laughs>
1: For sure.
4: Aaron, where can people find you online? Uh, It's at some of the corner on Twitter. And I have word from one Jamie Jirik that she thinks that Sebastian Stan on the shipping thing is amazing and that (laughs) she misses you all. So there you go.
1: That's it. I think uh, part of that we we tried to get Jamie on the show uh, this week. Uh, part of that's my fault. Uh, I thought yesterday was Wednesday, and it was not. Uh, yesterday was Thursday. And I so thought yesterday even, was Wednesday too. Yeah, and so even when it came to like, is Jenner or Aaron going to be on the show today? I was like, ooh, sh- I didn't even. I, I forgot to mention to them. Like, hey, going to need you tomorrow. Uh, but we all we came together and uh jamie is here with us in spirit uh brandon uh, will be back next week manning the ship uh i'll probably be uh harassing him in chat but until (laughs) next time folks uh make sure you go go out and watch modok uh go read some comics and we'll talk to you next week